Critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what's up, thinkers? Welcome back. Kathy Gibbons here. I thought I'd start off today. We are going to be doing part two of our Learn How to Argue and Debate and Do It Well series. But first, let's start off with a review from one of my awesome listeners. This one was left on Apple Podcasts by someone with a username, Girls Run the World 321. (laughs) Okay, this is what they said. More than ever in my lifetime, it is so important to understand truth. As Beth Moore said, there is too much pontificating and not enough pondering. This podcast will help you examine the statements that come your way, whether through conversations, social media, news outlets, books, or any other source, and decide if it's true or not true. It will help you identify why it is false and perhaps give you confidence to speak up when faced with fallacies. Nicely done in short bits, easy to listen to. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave a review. Seriously, you guys, you don't know how much it encourages me when you leave reviews and how much it helps other people find the show. For example, just last week, one of the teens at the um, BJJ Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gym that my husband and my daughter go to, I just met him for the first time and he said, oh, I listened to your podcast (laughs) and I only just recently figured out that you're Lena's mom. And I was so surprised. I asked him, well, if you were listening to the podcast before you figured out I was her mom, how did you find the podcast. And he said it had shown up as a recommendation on his podcast player. So guys, those reviews, they really do help. And I would love to ask you, can I ask you a quick favor right now? And okay, I'm going to let this be a pick your own adventure favor. Would you take five seconds and either leave a five-star review or would you take five seconds and hit the share button and share the podcast with someone you think might enjoy it? (laughs) It would mean the world to me. Thank you so much. Okay, so let's dive in with part two of our little mini series here on how to argue and debate and do it well. So each of these episodes is going to be short and sweet, but the principles are powerful. And if you'll really embrace learning these skills of good debate, it'll make a huge difference the next time you're in a conversation with someone you disagree with and will help you create winsome arguments. I don't want you to be one of those people out there who just resorts to yelling and name calling. And I also don't want you to self-censor and just not say anything because you're afraid you won't be able to defend your ideas. No, I want you to have some skills that you can use to argue well and debate well, whether it's with your sibling, right? Or you're trying to convince your parents that you should be allowed to do or have something, or if you're defending your faith or a cause that you believe in, whatever it is. I just, just today, I saw an argument in a homeschool group over the use of the word woke. And there was very little good arguing in this whole conversation thread that was happening. So many people were resorting to fallacies. They were resorting to name calling and all kinds of stuff. And I thought, here's a great example of why people need to learn how to debate well, right? And how to know, um, you know, what it is that they're how to be able to communicate what it is that they think about something because it did not end well. I'll just say that. So in the last episode, I gave you the first tool to, or the first way to argue well. You have to learn both sides of the issue. So today let's talk about the second one. The second way to argue well is you should have evidence and it needs to be credible. So there are different types of formal debate, one of which is the policy debate. And in this debate, you have to have evidence, meaning sources, to back up what you're saying. 
And those sources have to be credible, meaning you have to, first of all, know what a credible source is and what it isn't. And these days, it can take some work to dig through what's credible and what's not credible. Can you tell the difference between a fact piece and an opinion piece? Can you spot propaganda so you won't be using that as the basis for your arguments? What is your foundation to make a solid argument from? And here's the thing, with all the internet access that we have with search engines and now artificial intelligence, you'd think it would be easier than ever to find credible sources, right? And actually, in my experience, it is the opposite. So many of the search engines are one-sided and are programmed to share a particular bias in the results they give you. I would contend that it's harder these days to find good sources for both sides of an argument. But that doesn't mean it's impossible. You're just going to have to be diligent and work at it. You can't just take the few first few results that pop up when you Google something. I promise you, you will not get both sides of an argument from that. And you know, when you're looking at to find incredible sources for both sides of an argument, this is where you really have to watch your bias. And this is hard to do. We haven't gotten to bias yet in this podcast that's coming in season two. But you really have to watch because it's really easy to just take what somebody else says about the other side of an argument and say, oh yeah, see, that's why it's so dumb and just go with it. And that's what most people do. They just take what somebody else has said or they take a preconceived notion and they say, yeah, and they jump on that bandwagon and that's all the proof that they think. They think they now understand the other side of the argument when all they've done is just reinforce their opinion of why the other side of the argument is dumb. They haven't actually done the research to find out, well, what really is the other side of the argument? What really is the other person's viewpoint? And the reason this is hard is because it ta- you have to respect the other person. And so many people in our society today don't respect people who think differently than them. It's so much easier to think badly of them than it is to say, okay, this is a human being and let me actually look at what they're saying so that I can create a good response rather than just taking hit pieces and opinion pieces and going, yeah, and jumping on that bandwagon. So anyways, I had to just, um, (laughs) I had to just throw that in there. So when you're making an argument, it does not work to just say random stuff. You actually have to do some work and make sure that what you're saying is true and accurate. And you're going to have to work to find things that are credible. And listen, does everyone always get this right? No, not always. It's hard sometimes. It's hard to figure out who's credible and who's not. There are a lot of people with fancy sounding letters after their names, with fancy sounding titles and degrees, and you would think that they're credible, but they might not be. They might be very biased. They might be getting paid money from a company to say a certain thing, even if it's not true. And so this takes a lot of work, you guys. This takes a lot of effort. I'm telling you, thinking is one of the hardest things you will ever do, which is why so few people do it. I have said that for years, and I think I need to turn that into a sticker. Maybe that'll be the next sticker I make, y'all. Thinking is one of the hardest things you'll ever do, and that's why so few people do it. But doesn't matter. It's hard work. We still need to put the effort in and we need to be willing to admit or change our mind when we're wrong. But you can't just expect the other person to go off weak arguments like, well, because I said so, or because I think it should be this way, or because I want it. That's not evidence. That's an opinion. So let's use our little example that we're going to use all throughout this mini series of you arguing with your parents about why you should be allowed to get a dog. You could find some research that talks about how having pets benefits families. 
or research about how it's good for kids while they're growing up to have a pet and how they can learn responsibility. You, I promise you'll be able to find that information out there. Just be sure it's from a credible source, not a list you brainstormed with your BFF next door. That's fine, but that, necess- that would not necessarily be considered evidence. Okay, so that's enough for today. Join me in the next episode where we're going to talk about the third way to argue well. And remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filter it through a brain cell.com, or you can connect with me on Instagram at filter it through a brain cell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filter it through a brain cell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.